the people space for debate. The people space for debate. www.polemicpeoples.org So what was what's been on your mind lately about nine to fives? Let me check my mm. I don't even remember what the whole topic was like because I was just thinking about how you can have You thinking about Quentin? No, not even. I was thinking about you can have a nine to five and like organize yourself so that you can still work on your if you're an entrepreneur too mm. and how you make sure that um, you constantly have funding for whatever your dreams are mm. I think it can definitely get tiring and annoying working on somebody else's schedule um, but I think it's good to have a goal in mind because like once you if you do quit and you want to do entrepreneurship full time like you know that's great but it's hard to come back after you've been out of the workforce for like a couple of years Mm -hmm. it's really hard to come back and then if you if you do it and you rush out of it and then you fail you got to come back now you're going to really resent it because you're going to be in that super micromanaged beginner's position again you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I don't know how people Mm. view I mean, I'm not, and not to talk all about failures, just to, but just to be realistic. What would you say is um, the right moment to quit your nine to five and do entrepreneurship full time? Like, at what point would, would would that be a green light for you? Like, okay, I'm good. I'm about to about to put in my two weeks. But I do this shit full time. Well, what would what would need to happen for you to make that decision? And make sure that I have a good stream of income coming in already from the business, obviously. Um, and be able to maintain. But it would also have to, like, I would also have to be so tired and exhausted of doing both. Because as long as I can do both, I'm going to do it. Like, if I, can, if, I can, if I can manage both and I can make money, consistent money from going, you know, doing my 9 to 5, and then still work towards my business until it gets to the point because that's the thing like if i'm constantly growing in my business and i'm pushing myself to do more and i reach that point where it's like oh i, I need to do more but it's gonna kill me i'm gonna be way too tired i'm not gonna be able to enjoy my life right then yeah right because not all not all entrepreneur entrepreneurial endeavors um require you to um give a hundred percent of your time to like for example when you were talking about um your staffing agency um, I could definitely see that staffing agency being very successful mm-hmm. while you still have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like that, that's more of an independent thing. Or being, like, a real estate agent. Yeah. Right? Real estate agents have other jobs. Well, real... Well, not to get into realty, but that's a job that definitely takes a lot of time and a lot of commitment. Uh, yeah, but you could still be successful but as a part-time. I guess it depends on how how you play the game, but I mean, if you 
And it's like it depends what your nine to five is too. Like it just because it's nine to five doesn't mean that it's actually those hours. It's just you know working an eight hour work day, forty hour week. Mm-hmm. You work late nights or whatever. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. There's still parts of me that what? I kind of wish I could go back to working later at night because I know I can do so much with my day. Mm-hmm. And I've been different jobs where it's like yeah you work the grave shift and it's tough but. Like, when you wake up, it's a day. You can do whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. I'm actually not liking all this free time I have right now. No? No. Because <laughs> I need more money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I need more hours. I need more money. And, uh, you know, that that's that's the thing about working for a nonprofit. You know, at any moment, they could cut your funding. And then you you're, you lose pay or you lose a job. And... I miss working for a company. I miss working for the government because there was stability. Even though you're working for somebody on someone else's time, there was stability there. Right. You know, I never had to worry if I was going to get $1,000 next week or something and like that's, that. that's the thing about our generation, too. I feel like about millennials, like, we are so gung-ho against working for somebody else. But we, so we want to be bosses, but then we want to hire people. And then we mm. expect that they want to work for us, like. Right. At some point, like it's it's. Not, Somebody's got to do it. Right. Somebody has. Everybody to can't be an entrepreneur. Exactly. Somebody's got to do it. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to be a boss, but I don't think you should. If your only motivation for owning your own business is solely, <laughs> I don't want to answer to other people. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If even if you're in the business of customer service and you run your business, you mm-hmm. will be answering to other people. Even as an entrepreneur, you're answering you to are. your customers. Yeah. Even, even more so. Because it's like in, in my job, since I have their structure there, there are certain things that I'm accountable for and there's certain things that I am not accountable for and I don't have to like worry about. Mm-hmm. But if it's your business, you're accountable for every single part of that. You have mm-hmm. to answer to other people. You have to make sure that they understand that that you're being professional mm. with those other people you can't have a moment you know what i mean because mm-hmm. then that that could be your whole business down the drain and talk about pressure it's all on you so if that shit fails mm-hmm. you can't look at none of your employees it's gonna be like first thing somebody should ask you is gonna be like so i know the company i know the company failed because one of your employees um, you know, did X, Y, and Z, and it was stupid, and it ran all your customers away. Mm-hmm. But what did you do to prevent that? It's all about you. Like, would that have happened if you did if you did not do this and did not do that? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, all that That's shit's all on you. Mm-hmm. And everybody think they're ready to be a boss. Yeah. That's another thing. I've had I've had so many people in this community try to talk me into being an entrepreneur. And running and running my own community center, running my own school, when I can humbly tell them I'm not ready for that. Right. Like I, I'm flattered that you think I'm smart enough to run a school. I think I'm smart enough to run a school, but yeah. I'm also not ready for it. I think, and I think just because you're anxious to make your own decisions doesn't also mean that you're ready to be a boss. You, you know, be humble enough to say that I need more experience shadowing and witnessing and learning how to run a company how to um how to grow a company how to be successful um in the entrepreneurial ranks instead of just trying to rush into entrepreneurship because you're tired of people telling you what to do like that's that's 
you're going to fail in entrepreneurship if that's your only motivation. And you got sure. And that's I'm saying this from experience. You gotta make sure you do your research on what you want to do, and that you have people who are going to be supportive of you in your journey, because you're gonna have very very tough times, and not everybody is cut out to deal with that. Same goes. That's why we go back to the fact that everybody, everybody can't do this shit, man, and everybody shouldn't. There should be no uh, shame in you working for, quote unquote, the man. Yeah, I mean, you can find there are so many jobs you can find like where you could be sitting there learning about what you eventually want to do yourself. Like you could spend a couple years in the field that you want to be in, make those connections. I mean, obviously, don't breach your contract and go copy your business's, like, business model, but, like... McDowell's! <laughs> oh, my God. Please but tell me you saw Coming to America. Yes, I've seen Coming to America. Oh, God. <laughs> but, like, there's nothing wrong with you sitting back and learning, saving your money, and then being prepared to do it. Because there's a reason, like... I, I just feel like our generation is always looking at everybody who's successful because those are you know that's the only thing you see people posting about and sharing like there's a lot of people falling on their asses there's a lot of people who make it look like they're doing great they go take some pictures outside in the sun and they're suffering and they're hungry as hell for every jay-z there's a jay not i promise you for every one of them things you see that's making billions of dollars millions of dollars that's great to be inspired but just remember they're they're a part of the less than 1% mm-hmm. of those that have tried. I Majority of small businesses in America fail and, and they I, are never heard of again. I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm saying that to give you the perspective that you need to understand that you're not going to be successful in entrepreneurship off of inspiration alone or off of the fact that there's other successful black people too so i could be successful too no it doesn't work like that yes it's possible because others have paid the way for you but a lot of this is on you man you gotta be a1 you gotta bring in your game you gotta work your ass off you gotta be responsible and innovative and whatnot what i i was gonna say i kind of worry about our generation um and our mentality of working and our and our perspective on what life is supposed to be. You think we're lazy? I don't I think and entitled. I think, I think we're entitled, yeah, like we expect ten times more and aren't willing to do half of what I feel like generations before us have done as far as work, like mm-hmm. and working your way up. Even like working your way up the corporate ladder, even if you're in a in a job for, you know, like five, six years and you work your way up, it it'll will at least show you the amount of effort that needs to go into it and it can at least prepare you to put twice because like whatever work you put in to move up in a company you got to do like three times that to move up in your own company and corporation Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i feel like i just worry about the the people out there who have these huge expectations um when at the end of the day like we can't not everybody can can achieve that you know um i was having a conversation with somebody about like the stock market and they made a comment of like oh like they should teach about that more in school or you know like in high school and stuff how to invest in the stock market and really teach kids um the details so they can be successful on their own 
And I was like, well, in some it depends where you're where you're at. Some schools they do, but if if they were to teach everybody like those types of keys, right. we would like capitalism like, wouldn't work. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. And that's the and I, that that's why I've stopped entertaining those types of demands for high school high school has never ever um promoted itself as an entity well not public i'm talking about public school here Mm. public school has never promoted itself as an entity that was designed to prepare you for adult life their job is to prepare you to be able to be smart at least smart enough to work in the workforce and um most schools um now have a college preparatory sense so to prepare you for college or prepare you to work that is it you don't need to know the stock market to do that you don't need to know home ex to do that you don't need you don't need to know all these different life skills to do that would it be great if they had that yes of course we would have much more better and efficient adults absolutely but um it would also i feel like when when you when you open more doors like that it raises the bar so then um certain things like knowing how to code wouldn't yeah. be uh the trade the important trade that it is now if everybody was taught how to code in high school in for high school. for example right. what makes coding so special and unique now is that there are few individuals in in, in America that take no, the time out their day to actually learn it and mm-hmm. actually put time into learning it same thing with being bilingual or multilingual there's only a few people in like people we've been learning spanish in high school since the since freshman year most people who graduate don't graduate bilingual why because they didn't take spanish seriously but those who did end up being bilingual or multilingual they took time out of their um and they understood the value of being able to communicate with cross cultures and they put that in there that's why being bilingual and multilingual is a unique trade and it's a unique skill but if we put more time into these things and teaching everybody then these things aren't unique anymore and it's like what's the importance of them you know what i'm saying if everybody if everybody could do it it's the same thing with um having free college like that's why that's that's why i'm also kind of like about free college because if everybody could if everybody anybody could get a bachelor's degree what does my bachelor's degree mean? It, right, the value will go down even faster. Exactly. And then those of us who take the time to actually go and do it, it's like, no, now you gotta have like your master's degree. Now you gotta get your doctor. Like it'll just move to something else. Because anybody who's ever do. been to co- college before, by like undergrad, you could you could graduate cheating the whole way through. Oh yeah. You could. Graduate school is a little different. That's mm-hmm. when you really prove yourself, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like you as an expert in your field but i know people who've, who've cheated their whole way through and they still got the degree and then they get into the field um of accounting or communications and they hear certain terms and their boss is like how come you don't know this right. did you i need to see your transcript did you lie right. you know and so i'm rambling but the point is that the point is that i do agree that we are entitled in a sense but i also feel like i'm kind of happy that we're a little different than our parents generation Mm -hmm. when it comes to how we approach the workforce Uh, because our parents just kind of just accepted what came to them um and didn't really question 
um, didn't really question or uh, seek to be better at something or anything of that nature. Like they they learned their trades, they got their skills, and they used them to get their pension and retire. And you know, yeah, but then you also and that comfortability is cool. But we have people who were so, so who are very very focused. Like I know, like for my mother, you know, she went to school for accounting. She started. Um, she found a company that she ended up staying with probably like a, a year or two out of college and then they ended up paying for her master's degree um but she and even when she realized that she wasn't completely in love with accounting she realized like there's you know a bunch of different things i can do with this and i'll find something i enjoy and i'll continue and i'll work and i'll focus on this to be a master of this and she's been super super focused for like you know over 20 years which is obviously going to attain you some pretty good results I worry that like our generation, um, because we don't want to work for anybody else, that we'll go through, like we might go through the motions in order to survive, um, not really having anything else to motivate us, because I don't feel like, I, I do think we are motivated by money, but I think our generation whole, like as, as a whole, and this is what I've heard from, I won't say as a whole, because it can't be everybody, but like from what I've heard from employers, they'll always be like, oh, you guys really care about the cause, like, you want to know that you're supporting something that's, you know, bigger than you, and, and that's nice. than you, and da-da-da, like, you guys care so much about that stuff, What? whereas I feel like the previous generation cared about what they got out of it, you know what I mean, like, right. how they got paid out of it. Because they were really, thinking about themselves, yeah, they were thinking about their really family, care. their legacy, and their well-being. Exactly. Which all, which is also so, fine. I'm not saying yeah. one is more moral I, than the other, but I, yeah. But I, I just worry that like, well, we won't we won't put ourselves in our financial well being first. Like mm. we'll get we'll get caught up on the on the little things. Where at the end of at the end of the day, it's like unless you're working in you're trying to find like renewable energy or you know feeding the homeless or teaching education to people who don't have access to it. A lot of jobs, a lot of jobs out there that are available to us. You're really, you're, you're not going to really have an opportunity to make too big of a, of an impact. You know what I mean? Mm. So like, you kind of have to figure out, like, no, I'm not carrying cancer over here, but you, but you better find your motivation, because you still need to get yourself through it. You know? So I think I think you're right, and I do feel like the future of millennials. You're gonna see. Um, you're not gonna see a lot of people with retirements and pensions. I have my retirement also. Like there's like uh, there's there's numerous people I can count um, off the top of my head who right now in their 30s and late 20s still haven't been at a job for more than two years. They're hopping around, hopping around, hopping around. And again, I it, it, it's a bittersweet thing. I like the fact that they are in a position in the in an era where they can explore different sides of themselves and different sides of their interests that's dope but at a certain age you gotta start thinking about sitting down somewhere and establishing something because right. later on when you get 50 60 and unless you unless um, and again the pension isn't the only option here unless you've been Maybe saving Unless you've been um, saving or 401ks, whatever whatever retirement yeah. situation you got. Unless you've been saving on your own mm-hmm. every single year, like strategically, 
um, you're going to be you're going to find yourself asked out when you get older and you start, you know, getting you got to start having more medical problems than you do now. Right now, you feel invincible because right. you don't have a lot you of those kind of things. Yeah. You know, you probably don't have kids. You probably don't have, you know, a lot of uh, serious medical conditions, whatever. But those things start coming up when you start getting um, older and you don't think about it until it happens. And that's my worry. So, yeah, you know? and I think I would even say that to like, people who are entrepreneurs. Like, just because you're an entrepreneur doesn't mean you can't save for your retirement. You can still in- invest in stocks and on your own. You just got to take the time to do it. Like, I know mm-hmm. me personally, I have 10% of my check always comes out and goes to my 401k. So, it's like you could do that yourself. You could go whatever you're making from your business. Every time you get paid for, like, if you're in you do like a service or whatever every time that hits your account just make it so 10% of that goes to a savings account that you don't touch like and just do it on a savings account where you put an interest on it be like you know I want Mm -hmm. and for accounts like that usually just have to have a certain amount of money in them to keep it active just put that amount of money in there take that out of all your payments and just prepare yourself and protect yourself because like life insurance all that that will get expensive real quick one bad thing happens and you might literally be like asked out mm. a couple grand so it's like you need to you got to prepare yourself protect yourself go through financial advisors whatever just don't because that could end your business you could have one one bad thing happen you could get into an accident mm-hmm. something with your health can go sideways and then your business is like done yep you're done just <laughs> mm-hmm. shoot do you feel like um do you feel like there's a certain age when we should focus less on our dreams and more on um finding stability that stability that we keep talking about i think we should try from the beginning to make sure that they correlate like okay say for example right daquan let's talk about young daquan um, young Daquan is from a young, um, nice neighborhood and young neighborhood. He's <laughs> only been around ten years in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay. He's a rapper, mm-hmm. and Daquan, uh, his rap name is Day Day, by the way. Just okay. not important, but just putting it out there. And young Day Day, um, is you know he, he's a pretty decent rapper. You know he has a pretty solid fan base, but. Now Day Day got kids. Day Day got a Day Day got a woman that you know he's thinking about marrying, uh, and Day Day is also twenty eight. Should Day Day continue with his rap dream, um, and continuing on, you know, uh, making his music, performing at concerts, etc., trying to make it big, trying to get that deal, or should he put it on pause and get the job? Settle down, so sit down somewhere, get the car, get the get the house, get the, some stability going on, so that he could provide a little more better for Two his things. family. I think th- I think if Day Day is really about that life, he can do it all. <laughs> and this is why I'm gonna say that. Tell me about that life, I girl. Know Talk that shit. Not, even I have had. I think the most jobs I've ever had at one time, or at least like streams of income, I've. Not I call it jobs because I'd be working, but like it's probably like three jobs at once. 
so and you know for me personally like even um my father when i was first born had three jobs or if not three four so i feel like if you really are serious about it you can go to work you can do your nine to five get yourself a good paying job um and work you on your craft home, during the evenings. You could come home, have the studio, learn how to mix your own stuff so you're not spending money on that, and work. You might not get a lot of sleep. You might not be able to do anything for fun, but if you really want it, we got 24 hours in a day, it's what you make of it. I think that in that situation, um, but that's some type of people. Not everybody has the ability to put that much energy into it. But I will say, if you don't have that type of energy, you are never going to make it anyway. You don't have what type of energy? If you don't have the energy to like work hard, work multiple jobs, get the money by any means necessary to pour into your craft, if you're not willing to put like put the 16 hours in, like you're never going to actually really, really make it. You know what I mean? Like people who make it mm-hmm. put in work. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they're tired, they're exhausted. You gotta put in work. Because if you're putting eight hours in, trust me, there's somebody else doing the 16. So, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? With probably better connections. So, you, you have to, you gotta put in that energy. So, I would say that you can keep, if, if that's your true dream, you don't ever have to give up on your true dream. No matter the age. You have to realize. No matter the age. I mean, are there some are there some points where it's like, oh, it's re- is it really realistic for you to be fifty years old and being a rapper? Ah, okay. This is, what, this is what I wanted to get to. But somebody's so fi- doing it. So fifty the threshold. I well, I'm saying like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that seems pretty old to be rapping, but I'm guarantee you, especially our generation, I guarantee you, there's gonna be some of us out here 50, 60 years. Oh, old, absolutely. Talking about the same stuff we're talking about right I now. can't wait for the Silver Fox to come out. Big Daddy, Old Kane, Big Wayne. I don't think you should ever give up on your dreams. Just be willing to put in the work. If you're not willing to put in the work and you're like, I want an eight-hour day and I still want to achieve my dreams and I got kids and if you got that mentality, you might as well just give up. That's Mm. the point to give up because it's not going to happen for you. You got to be able to work very, very hard. But I do think like also take into consideration other aspects of what you enjoy doing so if you enjoy doing music learn how to do production you know get your studio you can charge people to come into your studio if you want to you know like there's there's other ways to make money if you are into sports and you want to be a professional athlete to be that would have been a better question what if you want to be a professional athlete there's definitely a cap on that there is a true cap on being a professional athlete. You can't be doing that when you're in your. You can true. barely do that when you're in your mid. But and, and but I see and then that another issue of being professional athlete professional athlete is you can't have a full time job and try to pursue yeah. a professional athlete career. No. Like if you're doing professional athlete, like they doing practices during the day. And there's I, playing games during the evening. There's all, right. You can't have a full time job doing shit like that. You got to have somebody who really believes in your dreams and. Who really backs you? Oh. So. So, Davy, no. I didn't say. I didn't say his name. My gosh. <laughs> so. So embarrassed. So there embarrassed. are certain careers that there are more of a threshold on, but I think being a professional athlete. 
I mean, I've seen there have been people who are 80, 90 years old who go and finish school for the, you know, go get their master's degree. So we're really start. We're we live in a world where boundaries are broken all of the time. It's possible for a fifty-year-old to make it into the NBA. They would have to be astoundingly. Yeah, I never seen that happen. Physically amazing, but it's possible. Humans surprise us every year, every century. Like you just said, every generation we get a new wow. Mm-hmm. So, hey, for all you out there with a nine to five, keep working, keep saving. Remember your goal every time you're in work and you're sick of uh, you're sick of being there. You're dreading Mondays, all that stuff. Remember the goal, keep it in your mind. Hopefully, it helps you get through those times. Same thing with you entrepreneurs. Do what you got to do to support your craft. Support your uh, business. By any means necessary. And yes, that includes illegal things. Oh my goodness. Plumbing Peoples does not... <laughs> support any illegal endeavors. I was just playing. I was just playing, kind of. What are you reading? Parenting guide. Nigga. Oh, my glasses. My glasses. Oh, we about to have a conversation. Hmm. Sorry. Your career coach gave you that? Yes. That's nice. That's nice. I think I'd make a great career coach. Honestly. All I do all day is give people advice that I can't take for myself. It says blockchain mm. jobs grow more appealing to business school students mm. CNBC reported that students from top business schools in the US Harvard, Stanford War, what? War, Wharton University of Pennsylvania are interested in exploring the blockchain space they've even pushed for more on-campus learning opportunities such as extensive courses and the integration of blockchain into existing classes according to the report what is blockchain do you know terrence i have no idea blockchain is an open distributed ledger that can record transactions between two parties efficiently and in a verify verifiable and permanent way According to the Harvard Business Review, it's a public database of transactions made using Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies. Oh, therefore, God. therefore, blockchain keeps these virtual currencies in check of several <sighs> industries with financial services leading the way in blockchain ad- <laughs> adoption and investment. The Wall Street Journal reported and in a survey conducted by Delati, 42% of executives in the consumer pro- products and manufacturing industry plan to invest five million in more or more in blockchain within the next fi- within the next year. Similarly, twenty seven percent of technology, media, and telecommunications executives are planning to invest the same amount in the coming years. This yo, why do I Listen. this equates to more jobs and opportunities in the blockchain arena. You lost me at Bitcoin. I know I did. 
I, I every time I hear the word anyway. Bitcoin, my brain shuts off. Why? I, I consider myself to be a smart individual. Do you? But every time I read on Bitcoins and cryptocurrency, I get so lost. Why? I just don't understand what... If I asked you right now, can you give the audience a quick two to five minute explanation on what Bitcoins are, cryptocurrency, and why they're important? In a way that's understandable for all of us. One, two, three, go. Bitcoin is a way for us essentially to pay for things without there being any way to follow or trace the transaction. Um, it was a, it was created originally for people to buy and sell things on the black market, um, but there's still a lot of money in it. I, I the government has definitely cracked down on that a lot. But there's still different ways for you to buy and sell things that way, and people still invest into it, so there's some money there. Um, and it's also good for for buying things in different countries as well. Like if you don't have the currency you need to buy something in that current in that country, you could use Bitcoin to do it. Um, and I think it's important because I think it's the future. I think our our money right now practically holds no value. So, I mean, the value of money comes from what we what we believe, what the majority agrees that it's in. So if, like, the majority is willing to take your Bitcoin to buy a house, then that's just what it is. You know what I mean? It's real, but it's real, you just you know? said Bitcoins don't track transactions. Do I want to live in a world where my transactions... Can't be traced? Not only traced, but they... they they aren't being like like there's no invoices or nothing there's no proof of payment i mean is that what you're saying i mean i go to cvs i buy this and there's no proof that i bought yeah but you can't buy you can't buy something at cvs and bitcoin anyway it's like it's no but you're saying that it's the future so if it's using other markets yeah thanks for mocking me no i'm i'm saying i'm just i mean I don't know, maybe you might not want to live in that world, but what I'm saying is that it's eventually going to, I feel like, take over. I want, I want, to, I want to live in a world where my transaction history is, can be found in, in, in events of identity theft, um, fraudulent matters, me, being, me having my, my money stolen by banks, all this stuff, transaction histories protect me, protect me. Um, from I think that's a very nice world to want to live in such a short part and I'm glad that I live in it but I'm just saying I think that cryptocurrency is going to end up being the future so yeah well I think Polly's the future so and they probably will be too everybody <laughs> will be trading shit it's gonna be buying trade, illegal shit online trading breath trading sex and with and 10 cryptos. wives and a couple husbands up at the crib. Straight up the fuck up. A hologram FaceTimes. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, my God. It makes you a little envious I'm not going to be young during this time. So, have, like, I can't really enjoy it the way I want to. Mm. Ugh. I can't wait for holograms. I can't wait for flying cars. I can't wait for hydro. Um, I really hope we move forward with renewable energies. Um, every time I love reading on um, renewable energies because every time I read an article on it I'm learning new things of things that we could do 
that could power our entire world without mm-hmm. harming it there's sh- and there should be a way that we could power the world without harming it mm-hmm. there's a kid in Japanese who had the idea of putting There's two. There's a kid in what? A kid in Japan, Japan, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I had two. I had two mics, y'all. Just bear with two me. Two mics. I had. I had a. I had. I had two. four percent alcohol. Hey, four plus four is eight. I eight percent alcohol. Anyways, um. There's a kid in Japan who had the idea of putting hydro hydro windmills, per se, in the ocean, in our oceans, and using the power from... Because, you know, the, the ocean's always moving, current, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's going east, west, south, north, it's always moving. So that, that windmill's always going to keep moving, just like our windmill above is going to keep moving and it's going to keep generating electricity if we did that in all of our oceans we could power almost half of our continents they said that if you put solar panels in the entire sahara desert you could power all of america probably even two-thirds of africa by just putting solar panels in a desert that blows my mind when i read things like this and it even blows my mind even more that we won't invest in these things and we won't take them seriously because big money already has their ties into coal and other other non-renewable resources that are going to be extinct in a hundred years. There's going to be no more within the next century. So it only makes logical sense to invest in the sources that are going to be here. Just make enough money Travel. to get on the uh, ship to Mars and you're straight. Oh, here this nigga goes. Excuse me? Talking about your rich dreams. Ain't none of us getting on that ship. Haven't you seen the movie 20... Uh, what was it again? 2012? Haven't you seen the movie 2012? Only Russians get on that thing. And lucky Americans. Elon told me I can come. With Brad Pitt dreams. Who Brad said you? Elon. Who, Who's Elon? Elon Musk. That's funny. He told me I could come. Uh, I don't want to come with you funky ass rich people. Because then if I come with you, the moment we get to the new land, y'all enslaving me. Fuck that shit. Shut up, I Bury me in the ocean where my ancestors and bondage and all that Killmonger shit. You're terrible. We're going to remember. Sorry, I have two mics. Two mics. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Oh my gosh. I'm good. Just eight percent. It's only eight percent. Ugh, man. 